Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Simi Lerner. This week, we're going to hit upon something very personal in my experience in teaching Rav Hirsch, not only through the medium of this podcast, but also on universities in the UK and my students in the UK. This week, Rav Hirsch points to two ideas that Koyrach puts on the table. And through Rav Hirsch's analysis of both these claims, we can extract two of the most, I suppose, meaningful or most potent ideas that I found that when I'm educating or I'm teaching or presenting to people Judaism's lenses to the world or how Judaism invites you to look at the world, we see present in these two claims, which is probably why they were so powerful. Like all movements and all revolutions, there's always an element of truth there. There's always a truth that is muddied by the individual coming forward with the claim. The two most powerful ideas that Judaism has to offer are embedded in Koirach's rebellion. So let us set the scene. Koirach approaches and lays on the table two claims. On the one side, he claims we are all holy, and the rebuke, why have you raised yourself above us? Now embedded in these two ideas, on the one side a claim, on the other side, a reproach to Moshe. Why has he raised himself above us? We are all holy. Rav Hirsch explains that in the first claim, the idea that we are all holy is a complete misconception of what Judaism is coming to the world with. And this really comes into play in my discussion with students. Because Rav Hirsch says the claim of Judaism isn't that Jewish people are holy. The claim of Judaism is that Judaism are to pursue being holy. Kadoshim to you, you shall be holy. That is a calling. And in this day and age, it's quite interesting that people often look at youth today and say, well, youth don't strive for things anymore. Often in different educational environments that I've been in in the Jewish world, they say there's a lack of striving in the youth today, that they're not seeking like they used to. And my experience with this has been completely different. In this day and age, the youth are striving more than ever be it in the area of politics, be it in the area of race, be it in the area of animal rights, and to present Judaism, as Rav Hirsch does, a quest, a mission, is something that I have found has spoken to my students. Not only to my students, it's what drives me, it's what calls to me, it's what makes me move in my Judaism, that I believe I am on a mission. Kadoshim is a way of looking at the world, a way of perceiving the world, a way of developing yourself in relationship to the world. It's not any particular commandment, it's how you act in the world and what that is predicated on, what type of person the Torah is trying to develop us into, that affects all your interactions, which is a constant goal that constantly moves forward the higher you strive. This was Kairos' misconception. He thought they were holy. That is a complete delusion when it comes to the Jewish calling. No, you haven't made it. That's not the point. The point is you are supposed to be striving for it. And to approach Moshe and say, Kadoshim, we are that. We have achieved it. There is no better demonstration that you haven't. That is Rav Hirsch's first point. The idea of confusing the goal with the reality that they were in. The reality in which they were in was not Kadoshim. That was the goal that they were striving for, and throughout Jewish history, we have been striving for. One only has to continue learning the Torah, or open up the rest of Tanakh, or look through Jewish history to see that we're not there yet. But that's the point. Moving on to our second point, is no less powerful, but it is more subtle about how it comes about in the story. He goes to Moshe and he says, Why have you raised yourself above us? 
Now there is a truth here, a truth that we hold very dear as Jewish people, an idea that we don't think that we need an intermediary between us and the Almighty, between us and God. We don't need someone between us. We have a personal mission. Feeding off my first point, we reflect on that mission. We reflect that we are called upon as individuals to be in a relationship with Hashem. We don't need someone to be raised up above us. We don't need someone to be an intermediary between us and God. Interestingly enough, this idea of self-appraisal is a category in Roth Hirsch's work of Chorev, of how to immunize yourself against the deification of people and things. Reflect on who you are. Reflect on that you are called upon to have a goal, to have a mission. This concept of a personal relationship with Hashem, that we don't need someone to die for us, we don't need someone to, we don't need a holy man. The general grabbing of all cults and uh, ideologies that you need the leader, because without the leader you're nothing, that is not the Jewish claim. That truth that is so powerful in Judaism, that you as an individual are worthy and valuable, the self-confidence that gives you in your relationship with Hashem and your relationship to Judaism is once again powerful in my own experience and in my experience as an educator. In which case, what has gone wrong here? Why was Koirach incorrect when he pointed to Moshe and said, why have you raised yourself above us? Now where Koirach went wrong from Rav Hirsch's point of view is quite subtle, but no less important. And this is where we see the connection between the first point of a calling and a mission to the second point of where Koirach went wrong. The principle that Judaism stands on is that it came from outside. Simply put, the Torah was given to the Jewish people. It didn't emanate from the Jewish people. It didn't rise up from their culture. It came to them from God. That reflects the idea that it is a mission we are striving to achieve. If the principles and the ideas from the Torah emanated from the people, well then we would be in line with it, like every other culture that comes up with a religion. The more aesthetic the culture is, the more beautiful the religion is. The more rational the culture is, the more rational the religion is. And so on and so forth. Cultures stay, keep in line with the religions that they develop. The Torah, by way of its description of itself as a goal, as a mission, has always stepped ahead of the people who have been living it. And we see this throughout history. If we have that as our key principle, that the Torah comes from outside, what was Moshe? Moshe was the messenger. Moshe was the transmitter. But for Kairach to claim that you, Moshe, put yourself here, you, Moshe, raised yourself above us, well, that's taking into question that very principle. If it was from Moshe, and Moshe was the one doing it, then it's not coming from outside. It's coming from Moshe, which is within the culture, within the Jewish people, not from the Almighty. It's not coming from an external standpoint. It's coming from within. This is how Koirach viewed Moshe. So just to recap this idea, Koirach says, why did you raise yourself above us? But that begs the question of, well, what did you think Moshe was there to begin with? The transmitter of the Torah, by definition, can't have put himself there. Because if he did, you call into question the entirety of the mission. This was Kairach's mistake. He felt Moshe had himself in the Torah. He was the one who put himself up there. This misconception being so core also explains for Rav Hirsch Moshe's reaction to simply crumble, to simply fall, not try and argue, not try and explain, to just simply see that this has gone too far. In which case we can now follow through the mistake. Well, if you think that Moshe was the one who raised himself up. 
Well, then obviously you think the mission is accomplishable now. Of course you think that you are Kadoshim, because your entire conception of what the Torah is is polluted. It isn't a calling of something you're striving towards. It's something that describes your reality right now. We are Kadoshim. So we have our two points that this week's parasha is giving over that directly affects how we view Judaism and how we teach over Judaism to the next generation from Hirsch's point of view. The mission and the individual. And as I said, the approach that somehow people aren't interested anymore. The difference is your competition has changed. There are plenty of missions, there are plenty of opportunities for someone to find meaning in this day and age. With the rise of the internet and the freedom of information, every individual's calling can be met. Any interest can be met. And by way of a message for educators, the point today is not so much to lament to the fact that people aren't striving anymore. You just have competition now. Competition that didn't exist 30 years ago. Or if it existed, no one had access to it. To hear a meaningful speech or hearing someone calling upon your moral heartstrings, you just have to look at a TED talk or a documentary. That is why I found, through my own religious experience and my experience as an educator, the language of the Torah, the language that Rav Hirsch presents the Torah, one of a mission, a calling, Kodoshim, something that we shall become, a call to a responsibility, a moral responsibility, is the lenses Rav Hirsch offers us to how to view the Jewish calling. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos.